I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's Amy McDonald's here. Welcome to this edition of the Arsenal Audio Programme. Emirates Cup, Arsenal versus AS Monaco. Wednesday, 2nd August 2023. Kickoff, 6 pm. The contents Welcomes Mikel Arteta, Club News, Arsenal player Timber. Previous Emirates Cup, Arsenal Pen Picks. Player feature Zinni. Monaco pen picks. Wenger feature. Arsenal women. Club fixtures and teams. Good evening and welcome to the 2023 Emirates Cup. There was great anticipation surrounding last season's competition which kicked off the 2022-23 season with a superb performance against Sevilla, providing a strong foundation for what turned out to be a memorable season. We all watched the team develop into one capable of challenging for the Premier League title, with our youthful attacking style being appreciated by our supporters and the wider footballing world. Ultimately, we missed out on the Premier League, but a second-placed finish gives us a huge amount of confidence for the campaign ahead, And of course, a very welcome return to the UEFA Champions League for the first time since 2016-17. The result of last season's significant progress means that there'll be greater expectations this season and we're confident that this team will thrive. We have a young squad, but these players have already gathered a huge amount of experience at the very highest level. And that's certainly the case for our new signings, who will hopefully see play at Emirates Stadium for the first time this evening. Declan Rice. Kai Havertz and Jurien Timber are all experienced internationals and Declan and Kai have already won major European trophies with their previous clubs. Along with our new signings, we're also thrilled to have secured so many of our young stars on new contracts already. Bakayo Saka, Aaron Ramsdale, Rhys Nelson, William Saliba, Gabriel Magalhaes and Gabriel Martinelli have all committed to the club this year. That continuity is mirrored by our renewal agreement with Emirates. Today's match marks an important moment as we announce our renewal, which makes our partnership the longest shirt sponsor in English football. Emirates have been associated with the club since 2004, 
and our shirt sponsor since 2006 when we moved to Emirates Stadium. We're excited for our continued exciting future together. I would like to extend a warm welcome to AC Monaco, who are making their second appearance in the Emirates Cup following their 2014 involvement. Our guests today have long been one of France's most well-known and successful clubs, and we anticipate a hard-fought entertaining game today, which forms a crucial part of our preparation for next season. As well as being famous for the many young players who have progressed through the Monaco ranks, the club have also developed some world-class managers, with one very obvious example. Arsene Wenger managed at the Stade Louis II for eight years, winning League One and the French Cup, as well as being voted French Manager of the Year. We don't need to spell out Arsene's magnificent achievements during his 23 years as Arsenal manager. He's undoubtedly one of the most important figures in the history of our club, and as such, everyone here is thrilled to honour him with the statue on the stadium podium that was unveiled to the world on Friday. Arsene built the modern Arsenal and changed the game forever. His team's achievements, their style of football and how he maintained and developed the club's values built an Arsenal community around the globe. Finally, as we all enjoy watching the Women's World Cup from Australia and New Zealand, it's a good time to share with supporters that Emirates Stadium will see Arsenal women play even more games in 2023-24, with five WSL matches planned to take place here, and hopefully Women's Champions League group stage games too. The immensely positive feeling at this football club is most definitely a combination of the strides both the men's and women's teams have made recently. A big thank you to all of you for your magnificent support. Enjoy the game. Vinay Venkatesham, Chief Executive Officer, Arsenal Football Club. Mikel Arteta. It was incredible to see the level of support we had in America during our pre-season tour. And we're so excited too to be back in front of our people in North London for the Emirates Cup. Our tour was challenging in terms of visiting three cities with lots of travelling, and we had some very competitive and tough matches. But it was a really valuable time for us, a very well-planned tour, and very worthwhile for us in the work that we did. It was great for the players to witness the belief and energy that is around the team. The way our supporters around the world follow the team is just phenomenal. This has been great and we needed this after a really demanding season last year. There are players in the squad who played seven different competitions in a calendar year, which is unheard of. So we have adapted the pre-season, the timeframes and workloads so that some players had to get in the best possible condition. We are now in a period where we play the Emirates Cup and the Community Shield, a period where we need to get some freshness in the legs. We have to find that balance in the next few days before the new Premier League season starts. We have got some fresh faces in the squad this year, and I am so pleased that we were able to bring these signings in early in the transfer window, so we've been able to work with them. The feedback we've had from the new players is that they feel like they've been here for years already. That tells you a lot about the culture here and how welcoming and easy everybody around the place is to make you feel part of it and part of the Arsenal family straight away. Obviously, for some of them, it has been a big change, 
in the model they're used to, in the demands and expectations, and we have to acknowledge that and treat them in the right way. So, let's make sure we give those players some time as well, and to make sure that they have the needed space in which to express themselves, and then get to the level that we want from them. That is always important in helping new players integrate. It's not just the other players that help the new arrivals settle in. The club is really organised at the moment. From top to bottom, everybody makes sure that, when they land, the new players are fully aware of what the club is about. They involve the families, because how caring we are now as a club is very important. The people here look after every detail. Again, the feedback that we're getting on that is really positive. We have some great people at the club right now, and we are delighted that they are enjoying the company that we give them. Tonight will be the first chance for our home supporters to see the new players, and it's going to be a special game and occasion for lots of reasons. That is especially true for Arsene. A statue in his honour is something that he merits, and has merited for many, many years. Hopefully he can enjoy the day, because the club has done something special for him, that he fully deserves. Now there is a statue for him at the stadium, he can have that recognition and be here at our club forever. I'm so grateful that I got to play for Arsene in my career. He chose me to be one of his players and selected me to be captain of the club and that's something I will never forget. I had a great time working with him. I learned so much from him. If I have to pick one thing that I learned from him, it is how loyal he was and how much he defended the club, its players and football in general. The passion he has for the game is just phenomenal, and you could see that. He really wanted to respect the game. He wanted it to be played in a certain way. Those are values that had to be present in every player, every day, if you wanted to play under him. Towards the end of my playing career, I started to speak with Arsene about going into coaching and into management myself, and he told me he had already anticipated that. Even the first year when I got here, he said to me, one day you are going to be a manager, and I wasn't really thinking about that at the time. Then when I started to do my coaching badges, I asked him for his thoughts and his support, and he was very, very supportive. He allowed me to take that pathway. The way he always put the club in front of any personal interest at all times is something that I have tried to learn from him. The way he defended the club, the way he presented himself, the way he was loyal to the players and his staff is something that I really took from him and is an example for me. I haven't spoken to him for a few months, but I am looking forward to seeing him again now and we want to make this a special occasion. I hope you all enjoy the game tonight. We're looking forward to feeling that Emirates atmosphere again that we've missed in the past few weeks. Club News. A summer hat-trick. The chances are that you are well aware by now that we have been busy in the transfer market this summer but this is our first opportunity to introduce our three new players in the Match Day programme. So please extend a warm welcome to Kai Havertz, Jurian Kimber and Declan Rice this evening. Kai became our first signing of the summer 
when he joined the club from Chelsea on June 28. The 24-year-old Germany international has been a key player at both club and international level in recent seasons and already has 35 appearances for the Germany national team to his name, scoring 13 times and representing his country in two major tournaments. Kai joined Chelsea from Bayer Leverkusen in the summer of 2020. During his three seasons in West London, he made 139 appearances, scoring 32 goals and assisting 15 times in all competitions. Kai notably scored the winning goals in both the 2021 Champions League final and World Club Cup final. Netherlands international defender Jurian was next through the door on July 14th. The 22-year-old was a key player for Ajax, where he made 121 senior appearances in all competitions, winning two league titles and a Dutch Cup. He was a member of the Netherlands squad for both Euro 2020 and the 2022 World Cup and made his senior debut for the national team in June 2021 when he started in a 2-2 draw against Scotland. Declan completed our hat-trick when he joined the club from West Ham United the following day. The 24-year-old midfielder already has vast experience, making 245 senior appearances for the Hammers as well as winning 43 cups for the Three Lions. He started his career at Chelsea before joining the Hammers in 2014 and making his senior debut three years later, aged 18. Declan was named club captain in May 2022 and went on to lead the Hammers to the Europa Conference League title in June before being named the tournament's player of the season by UEFA. A regular with the England national team, he featured at both Euro 2020 and the 2022 World Cup. We welcome all three to the club on long-term contracts and look forward to watching them in action this season and beyond. Arsenal and Emirates Extend Deal We're delighted to announce the extension of our partnership with Emirates, the longest-running front-of-shirt sponsorship in Premier League history. Emirates first appeared on our shirt in July 2006 and the new deal runs until at least 2028, taking our collaboration to a minimum of 22 years. The news comes ahead of this evening's Emirates Cup clash, the perfect time and place to extend the deal. Emirates have been ever-present on the front of our men's, women's and academy team shirts, and our home in North London has featured the Emirates name since it opened in 2006. The globally renowned airline has taken us on many pre-season tours, where we've connected with our supporters around the world, and we recently launched our Global Gooners campaign with Emirates to bring friends and families together from all over the world at Emirates Stadium. Arsenal's Chief Commercial Officer, Juliet Slot, said, We're incredibly proud to make history by extending our partnership with Emirates until 2028. The longevity of our special relationship is a sign of our enduring shared values, our ambition to bring our global communities together, and our commitment to building on the numerous achievements that have marked our 17-year journey to date. Tonight's presentation. On a very special night for Emirates, we would like to extend a warm welcome to their Chief Commercial Officer, Adrian Kazim, who will be making the presentations to the winning team after the match tonight. In addition, we would also like to welcome four members of the Emirates cabin crew 
who are our special guests tonight. Gemma Khan, Virginia Alvarez-Milon, Barbara Gullias and Zakia Mohamed. Emirates Cup Format The Emirates Cup has featured typical Arsenal innovation over the years, be it points for goals, match officials from different confederations or the doubling up of a men's and women's game in the 2019 competition. Today's single match doesn't allow for quite so much creativity, but there are still a number of interesting variations on a regular match day. Both teams can make a maximum of 11 substitutions during the match tonight, but shall not make more than three in the first half unless required by injuries. To minimise the disruptions, the number of occasions in which the substitution of players can be made during the second half is restricted to three per team. Additional occasions for substitution shall be permitted in the event of an injury to a player arising during the second half after all three permitted occasions for substitutions have taken place. Regardless of the score at the end of 90 minutes this evening, a penalty shootout will take place between the two teams. There will be no extra time. If the winner of the match differs from that of the shootout, the Emirates Cup is awarded to the match winner. Yellow cards and red cards shall not count towards suspensions for competitive matches. Arsenal Squad Please note that the Arsenal squad featured on the back of tonight's programme is not the confirmed first-team squad for season 2023-24. The players featured on our back page are those that have been involved with the team throughout our pre-season so far. Arsene Wenger statue revealed. Supporters who have purchased this programme at the stadium today may well be reading this next to an exciting new addition to Emirates Stadium. A wonderful statue of our iconic manager Arsene Wenger. Make sure you turn to page 52 of the issue for our feature on the statue and the latest Arsenal legend to have been immortalised in bronze by the club. Subscribe to the programme. Next season's matchday programme is going to be the best ever produced by the club. How does this sound each issue? Exclusive Captain's Notes with Martin Odegaard Exclusive Long Read Together Feature with First Team Stars Exclusive Invincibles Interview with the Stars of that Unforgettable Season Exclusive Young Gun Interview Introducing the Stars of Tomorrow to Supporters Giant Double-Sided Poster Featuring a First Team Star and Invincible Legend in-depth analysis and stats on our first team, women and academy, as well as the day's opposition. News from every corner of our club, including community, foundation and sustainability. The programme is available from sellers at Emirates and the club shops. Individual coffees can also be bought at our programme shop at www.programme.arsenal.com. The shop also offers subscriptions that ensure fans get every home programme from every competition, usually by the day of the match if you're ordering in the UK. It's the perfect way to make sure you don't miss an issue. Or why not buy a subscription for an Arsenal-loving friend? Don't forget that our Arsenal Women programme is also available to buy online for single issues and subscriptions. And, if you buy a programme on a match day, it enables you to purchase an exclusive Arsenal programme pin badge. The 2023-24 version has a cool invincible theme. 
program subscribers also get a pin badge free. At this point on the hard copy of the program there is a QR code where you can order your program. Champions League is back. Emirates Stadium is going to be busier than ever this season and we're all looking forward to the return of Champions League football after a seven-year absence. We enter the competition in the group stage. With qualifying rounds ongoing, the lineup will be completed later this month and the draw will take place on August 31st. As usual, we cannot meet another English team in the group stage. We are in pot two for the draw, which means we will also avoid Real Madrid, Inter Milan, Borussia Dortmund, Atletico Madrid, RV Leipzig and FC Porto at this stage. We are guaranteed to face a seeded team from pot one, which comprises Sevilla, Barcelona, Napoli, Bayern Munich, Paris Saint-Germain, Benfica and Feyenoord. Our first group game is scheduled to take place on either September 19th stroke 20th, with two and three week gaps between games alternating right the way through to the sixth and final game on December 12th stroke 13th. Meanwhile, Arsenal women are also in Champions League action, beginning with a first round mini tournament next month. The Gunners face Swedish side Linkopings on September 6th. And if successful, we will face the winners of Paris FC versus Ukrainian side FC Krivbas, Krivi Ri, on September the 9th for a place in the final qualifying round, which will take place over two legs in October. If Arsenal make it through the group stage, we will play those matches here at Emirates Stadium. AWFC at Emirates we are delighted that Arsenal women will build on the stunning growth in attendance figures last season by playing five WSL matches here at Emirates this season. We start the season by welcoming Liverpool here on October 1st and the other matches to take place at Emirates Stadium are against Aston Villa October 15th, Chelsea December 10th, Manchester United February 18th and Tottenham March 3rd. Purchase a home advantage pack and secure the best seats in the house for all five of our WSL matches at Emirates Stadium next season. Prices start from £50 for general admission and £150 for club level. And you can find more details at arsenal.com. Arsenal women have had a busy summer, with three new players already on board. Read more about our signings on page 60 with our full WSL fixture list on page 66. Win the shirt, signed by Martin. We have one of these stunning shirts to give away to a reader. Not only that, it has been signed by the one and only Martin Odegaard. If you want a chance to win this shirt, signed by the man who will be leading the team out tonight, simply answer the following question correctly. In which year did Martin's former team, Real Madrid, compete in the Emirates Cup? A. 2006 B. 2008 C. 2010 Post your answers to Emirates Cup Programme Competition Highbury House, 75 Drayton Park, London, N51BU Email us to programme at arsenal.co.uk Message us on Twitter to at AFC Program. All entries must be with us by Friday, August 11th, when we will select our winner from those who respond with the correct answer. 
One entry per person. Good luck. Away kit has our home at heart. Arsenal and Adidas made sure there was no chance of feeling homesick during our tour of the United States by unveiling our bold new men's team away kit for this season. The eye-catching shirt celebrates our roots by featuring fluid black lines inspired by the map of Islington and broadcasts the brightest Arsenal-supporting artists onto the world stage. The design represents the journeys supporters make out of the club's home borough for away days on the road. A fresh shock yellow base colour is complemented by light blue accents that feature on the collars and sleeves. Launched during the men's US tour, the accompanying video showcases the creativity, style and cultural influence of the Arsenal family, with Ants Live, Scratcher, Theo Ellis, Mabel, Sherell, Islington Youth Choir, Ashley Walters, Asa Butterfield and Spandau Ballet's Martin Kemp all bringing to life vibrant representation of North London culture. Bukeo Saka, Martin Odegaard, William Saliba, Alex Sinchenko, Gabrielle Martinelli also featured in the launch video as they tuned into 188.6 Islington FM, blasting out number one candidate, the standout track from Ants Live. Ticket news. Important ticket news for fixtures here at Emirates. Arsenal vs Nottingham Forest, Premier League, Saturday, August 12th, kick-off 12.30pm. Tickets are now on sale to Silver Cannon, Red and Junior Gunner members via the ticket exchange up until 9.30am on Saturday, August 12th. Arsenal vs Fulham, Premier League, Saturday, August 26th, kick-off 3pm. Tickets are now on sale to Silver Cannon, Red and Junior Gunner members via the ticket exchange up until 12pm on Saturday, August 26th. Arsenal vs Manchester United, Premier League, Saturday, September 3rd, kick-off 4.30pm. Tickets are now on sale to Silver Cannon, Red and Junior Gunner members via the ticket exchange up until 1.30pm on Saturday, September 3rd. Arsenal Women vs Liverpool Women, Women's Super League, Sunday, October 1st, kick-off 2pm. Early bird tickets for this fixture will go on sale from 10am Thursday, August 3rd via Arsenal's online box office. Arsenal Women vs Aston Villa Women, Women's Super League, Sunday, October 15th, kick-off 2pm. Early bird tickets for this fixture will go on sale from 10am Thursday, August 17th via Arsenal's online box office. Durian Timber Meet our new number 12, the young defender with Ajax in his blood and Arsenal in his heart. Durian Timber is a prototype modern footballer. He has an abundance of talent. He's fast, he has immaculate control, and no one played more passes in the Dutch top flight last season. He's intelligent, tactically astute, and versatile. He can play in at least three positions, at centre-back, right-back, or in midfield, in the same match if necessary. He's well-educated, thanks to spending five years with the world-renowned Ajax Academy before graduating to the first team, and he's a winner with two league titles, a KNVB Cup and a European Under-17s title, all under his belt before his 22nd birthday. 
put all those attributes into a computer, send it to a 3D printer, and this Dutch international, this Arsenal player, is what would come out. It feels as if our new addition from Ajax has landed in the right place at the right time. He loves the ball at his feet and his versatility makes him a huge asset, yet, make no mistake, he can defend. Ajax conceded just 23 goals in 34 games on their way to the title in 2020-21 and improved that figure to 19 when defending their crown the following season. That's not all down to one player, of course, but it explains why Virgil van Dijk said of him, I was never that good at his age, and why he has accumulated 15 Dutch caps and World Cup experience in little over a year since his international debut. So, why us? Durian is from a family of Arsenal fans, as well as an ambitious young player who appreciates the club's style of play and the foundations that Mikel Arteta has been building over the past few years. But he can tell us how he fell for the club, why there are similarities between Arsenal and Ajax, and why he's looking forward to the future in his own words. Welcome to the Arsenal, Durian. How excited are you to be joining the club? Thank you. Really excited, especially now I'm here. Everyone is so nice and it's so big and you can see it's a big club, so I'm really excited. What was your first reaction when you knew the club were interested in you? Obviously, Arsenal is a big club, so my first reaction was a happy reaction. I remember my agent calling me. At first, I couldn't believe it, but I was really, really happy. We've seen the video of you as a teenager at Ajax saying that your ambition one day was to play for Arsenal. How did you become an Arsenal supporter? It was because of my brothers. They always were Arsenal fans and I just love seeing Arsenal play. They had big players, the way they play, the style. I just love the club. I had it from a young age, but my brothers kind of put it in me. Who were your favourite players? I like Robin van Persie, of course, and Thierry Henry. Those were my favourites. Some great players have represented both Ajax and Arsenal. Mark Overmars, Carnu, Thomas Vermalian, and of course, Dennis Bergkamp. What does it mean to you to follow in their footsteps? It's special to be here as an Ajax player, and it's special that Arsenal noticed me and see me as the player I am. It says a lot about me and about the club, about the relationship between Ajax and Arsenal. You grew up at the Ajax Academy. Is that where you learned a lot of your values? I learned a lot at Ajax on and off the pitch. I think everyone knows Ajax as the big club they are, but they also produce a lot of talented players and teach them well, so I've learned a lot. I can see a lot of similarities here, especially in the way Arsenal and Ajax want to play. Of course, this is a bigger league, and everything is bigger here, but the way they teach you in the youth system, I'm happy I got to learn that at Ajax. Do you think that will help you to settle into football in the Premier League if you're already part of the style? I think also that's the reason Arsenal wanted me, because they know I can play this style. And now it's for me to show everyone, and also the Premier League, that I can do the same things. Have you seen how Arsenal like to play with fullbacks often, stepping into the midfield? And is that something you enjoy? I had kind of the same style at Ajax when I played at fullback, so I'm just happy that the things are not really different here as they were at Ajax. I think that's an advantage for me. We know that you're comfortable as a right-sided defender or central defender, but what do you feel is your best position? For me, it doesn't really matter. I'm lucky to say that I can play as a central defender, as a right fullback, sometimes even in midfield. I think that's a good thing and I need to keep that. 
Have you spoken to Mikel Arteta about that and what he sees as your role in the team? Yeah, and he says the same thing, so we're on the same page. I spoke to him a couple of times before I came here, obviously, and we had some good conversations. Do you know much about the current team? Did you watch much of last season, for example? I watched a lot of games, obviously because Arsenal were doing good and they are a fun team to watch. They have great players in the team, so I can't wait to see what they can do in real life. One of the players that you might know a bit about is Bukayo Saka because you played against him when you were both a bit younger, didn't you? In the Under-17 European Championships in 2018, I played against him, yeah, it was a semi-final, I think. I think he was a left fullback, so it was kind of two against one for me with the left winger and Saka. I had a tough game that night. But you came out on top eventually on penalties? We came out on top, true. We had a really, really tough game. I think if you watch the summary of that game, you can see Saka running the whole time, so it was a good game. In that tournament, you scored penalties in the shootouts, and you scored in the final. Is this something we can expect to see from you? I scored three times, actually, in the quarterfinal, semi-final, and the final. I like to take them, but in the cup final this year, I missed a penalty, so it can go both ways. What would you say are your main strengths? I just like the way Arsenal play. It's similar to Ajax's style. I like to play from the back, and I'm quick. That's the way I like to play, and I want to show it here as well. Do you have a message for all the Arsenal supporters who are excited to see you in action? I'm excited to play for this beautiful club and I can't wait to start and to see the fans in the stadium. You were involved in a title race against your twin brother last season. Tell us what that was like. It's special because I'm used to playing with him, but the last couple of years, last two, three years, I played against him. And last season we played for the title. He won. So good for him. Not so good for me. But it's fun, it's nice, and I think it's special, especially for my mum. So, it is true you were living together as well at the time? True, yeah, we were sleeping in the same room. And your rivals? We were rivals on the pitch. At home, we relaxed like brothers. Did you discuss it much when you were at home, or did you leave it on the pitch? No, we talk a lot about football, because all my brothers like football, and for me it's also interesting how things are going at his club, and the other way around is the same. So no, I think it's just special and it's fun to talk about. You mentioned your other brothers in football. Is there a long tradition, a history of football in your family? They can all play, but not as high level as me and my twin brother Quinn, and Dylan is also playing. So I have two brothers that are playing at a high level, and the two others are not as good as we are. What do you like to do away from football? I just like to be with my family, to chill. It's always difficult to say because you are so focused on football, and outside of football you are just resting, and to be honest, also focusing on football. So I just like to be with my family. Finally, what are you most looking forward to this season? Of course, my first game in the Emirates, but also the Premier League, and not only the home games to see the Arsenal supporters, but also the away games. I'm just excited to be here. I'm excited to play. Previous Emirates Cup. Perfect Dozen. 
the Emirates Cup has a rich tradition. The competition was first staged in 2007, at the end of our first season at our new home, and this year's is the 12th edition. Like last season's game against Spanish Cup specialist Sevilla, an emphatic 6-0 victory for the hosts, the 2023 edition is a one-off between just two competing sides. The first nine tournaments were contested between four teams in a group basis, with each team playing two matches. While the last Emirates Cup before Covid in 2019 featured two men's and two women's sides in separate tournaments. 24 teams have taken part in the Emirates Cup, including Arsenal and Arsenal women, and this year Monaco returned for the second time, having finished third in 2014 with a high-quality squad that actually beat the Gunners that weekend. But before we look to gain revenge and win the trophy for the seventh time, here are some of the highlights from the previous tournaments. 2007. Winner, Arsenal. Also competing, Paris Saint-Germain, Valencia, Inter Milan. It's a great Arsenal pub quiz question. Who scored the first ever Emirates Cup goal? The answer, of course, is James Gavilan, the Spanish midfielder, who set Valencia on their way to a 2-0 win over Inter Milan in the competition's inaugural match. Later that day, we beat Paris Saint-Germain by the same scoreline, thanks to goals from Matteo Flamini and Niklas Bedner. And although PSG recovered with a 3-0 win over Valencia the following day, Arsene Wenger's men took the inaugural trophy, thanks to a 2-1 comeback win over over Inter. Alex Hleb equalised before Robin van Persie's late winner to give Arsenal a three-point cushion over PSG. The referee for Arsenal's first ever Emirates Cup match versus Paris Saint-Germain was Peter Walton, now seen explaining the nuances of VAR on BT Sport. 2008. Winner Hamburg. Also competing. Arsenal, Juventus, Real Madrid. Hamburg became the first visiting side to win the trophy, despite losing the opening game of the tournament 2-1 to Real Madrid. With ex-Manchester United striker Ruud van Nistelrooy on target for the Spanish champions, Arsenal also lost their opener 1-0 to a David Trezeguet goal for Juventus. We bounced back with a 1-0 victory over Real Madrid, the soon-to-depart Emmanuel Adebayo scoring from the spot. But it wasn't enough to retain the trophy, because the rule of each goal being worth an extra point gave Hamburg the title after they beat Juventus 3-0, with every team having one win and one defeat each. We finished third with four points. 2009. Winner Arsenal also competing Rangers, Atletico Madrid, Paris Saint-Germain. The hosts regained the trophy in 2009, a tournament memorable mainly for the emergence of 17-year-old Jack Wilshire. Audrey Arshavin scored twice in the last four minutes of the opening game, a 2-1 win over Atletico Madrid, before we beat Rangers 3-0 to confirm top spot. Wilshire, who had already impressed against Atletico, netted twice either side of an Eduardo goal to ensure Arsenal finished with 11 points, seven ahead of runners-up Rangers. Afterwards, Arsene Wenger said of Wilshire, When he starts to go past people in the final 20 yards, you can always say there is something special. 2010. Winner, Arsenal. 
also competing Lyon, Celtic, AC Milan. The 2010 edition was unusual in that Arsenal were the only team to win a match. The opening day kicked off with a 2-2 draw between Celtic and Lyon before Marouane Chemak scored on his home debut in a 1-1 stalemate with Milan, who then drew 1-1 with Lyon on the Sunday. That left the Gunners to secure the trophy with a 3-2 win over Celtic, with the now 18-year-old Jack Wilshire once again one of the star performers and Carlos Vela, Bakary Sagner and Samir Nasri all on target. Lyon, featuring Alex Lacazette in their side, finished runners-up with five points, three behind Arsenal, although the future Gunner didn't find the Emirates net just yet. 2011 Winner, New York Red Bulls. Also competing, Paris Saint-Germain, Arsenal, Boca Juniors. Thierry Henry returned to the Emirates with New York Red Bulls and helped his side lift the trophy, thanks to a late-owned goal by young defender Kyle Bartley in the final game of the weekend. After sitting out the first game, Henri started against the Gunners on the Sunday, and, although Robin van Persie had put us ahead, the visitors' late goal denied us the trophy. In the first Emirates Cup to feature non-European teams, we had squandered a two-goal lead in our first game against Boca Juniors, with Van Persie and Aaron Ramsey netting before the Argentines rallied with two goals in three minutes after the break. 19-year-old J. Emmanuel Thomas started for Arsenal against Celtic in 2011. J. has since played for seven English teams, two in Scotland, one in Thailand, and last season he was at Jamshedpur in India. 2013. Winner Galatasaray. Also competing Porto, Arsenal, Napoli. There was no tournament in 2012 due to the London Olympics, so after a year's hiatus, we returned to Emirates Cup action on August 3, 2013, with a 2-2 draw against Napoli. Lorenzo Insigni and Goran Pandev gave the attacking Italian team a two-goal lead at half-time, but Olivier Giroud and Laurent Koscielny turned things around in the second half. On Sunday, the host faced Galatasaray, who had beaten Porto 1-0 on the opening day, and a Theo Walcott goal on 40 minutes looked to have wrapped up the silverware. Only for ex-Chelsea striker and familiar foe Didier Drogba to net twice in the last 12 minutes to swing it in the Turkish champion's favour. 2014. Winner, Valencia. Also competing, Arsenal, Monaco, Benfica. Yeya Sanogo stole the show on Saturday, netting four goals in a 5-1 win over Benfica. The 19-year-old French striker completed a first-half hat-trick, with Joel Campbell also getting in on the act to make it 4-0 at the break. Sanogo added his fourth five minutes after the restart, before Osvaldo Gayton struck a consolation. No one else had scored four goals in one Emirates Cup game, but that thumping win wasn't enough to secure the title, with Radamel Falqueo scoring to give Monaco a 1-0 win over the Gunners on Sunday. Valencia, who had drawn 2-2 in a highly entertaining game against the French side on the opening day, took the title with a 3-1 victory over Benfica. 2015. Winner, Arsenal. Also competing, Villarreal, Wolfsburg, Lyon. 
The hosts finally lifted the trophy for the first time in five years, thanks mainly to a six-win win over Lyon on Saturday. That produced six different goal scorers: Olivier Giroud, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Alex Iwobi, who would go on to enjoy a breakthrough season, Aaron Ramsey, Mesut Ozil and Santi Cazorla. Theo Walcott became our seventh scorer of the weekend when he netted the only goal against Wolfsburg to wrap up the title. Petr Cech made his home debut in the second game and kept a clean sheet as Arsenal finished with 13 points, three ahead of Villarreal, who beat Wolfsburg 2-1 in the opening game of the weekend and Lyon 2-0 on Sunday. Yaya Sanogo's 2023-24 season has already started. He played for Armenian side Urartu Yerevan in a 1-0 home defeat to Zhrinsky of Bosnia and Herzegovina in the Champions League first qualifying round on July 11th. 2017. Winner, Arsenal. Also competing, Sevilla, Arby Leipzig, Benfica. Pitch reconstruction work meant another year off in 2016, and the Emirates Cup returned 12 months later with both Sevilla and RB Leipzig making their debuts in the competition. The Spanish side got off to an impressive start, beating Leipzig 1-0 on Saturday and Arsenal on the second day, but we edged them to the trophy on the goal-scored rule, thanks to a 5-2 win over Benfica on the opening day. The Portuguese champions actually took an early lead before Theo Walcott set us on our way with a quick-fire double. Goals from Carlos Correa and Steven Nzonzi gave Sevilla the win on Sunday, but Alex Lacazette's strike was enough to secure a third consecutive trophy. 2019. Men's winner, Lyon. Women's winner, Bayern Munich. After another year off, the Emirates Cup returned with a new format in 2019. Arsenal women took on Bayern Munich in the opening game, with the Germans triumphing thanks to a Melanie Leopold's goal in the first half. That was followed later on by the men against Lyon, who were managed by former gunner Silvino. On load, Danny Sabeos made his first appearance in an Arsenal shirt, and Unai Emery's men went ahead through Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang after 35 minutes. The visitors turned it around in the second half, though, with two Moussa Dembele goals, enough to give them the trophy in their third Emirates Cup appearance. 2022 Winner, Arsenal. Also competing, Sevilla. The Emirates Cup returned last year after an absence of three seasons and with Arsenal women otherwise engaged, four of them were with England, preparing for the European Championships final the following day. Mikel Arteta's team faced Sevilla in a one-off match on July 30th. It was a fitting opportunity to pay tribute to the late José Antonio Reyes, who starred for both clubs. But once the match got underway, there was little sentiment from Arsenal. The performance laid down a marker for what was to follow in 2022-23, with Bukayo Saka and new signing Gabriel Jesus both scoring twice in the opening 19 minutes. The Brazilian then completed his hat-trick late on, and Eddie Nketiah made it 6-0 to complete the demolition. Of the squads involved in Arsenal women's match against Bayern Munich in 2019, three Arsenal players are involved in the current Women's World Cup, with Bayern fielding eight currently on duty.
Arsenal players. The 2023 Emirates Cup marks the dawn of what promises to be a hugely exciting season for Arsenal. Having taken a significant step forward last term, we have spent the summer recruiting some of Europe's most talented young players, securing the futures of several key players and preparing for our return to the Champions League. There's a whole lot more to come from this club, and it all starts here. In the only competitive tie between today's teams, as Monaco won on the away goals rule in the knockout round of the 2014-15 Champions League. Monaco won 3-1 at Emirates before Arsenal took the away leg 2-0. Aaron Ramsdale, position goalkeeper, born Stoke-on-Trent, May 14, 1998. Previous clubs, Sheffield United, Bournemouth, Chesterfield, Lone, AFC Wimbledon, Lone, Sheffield United. Aaron enhanced his reputation as one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League with a commanding season between the posts in 2022-23. He kept 14 clean sheets, second only to David De Gea's 17. Either side of going to the World Cup with England. The Stoke-born keeper started his career at Sheffield United, making his debut aged 18 before joining Bournemouth. He rejoined Sheffield United in 2020 and was named United's Player and Young Player of the Year that season before joining Arsenal in 2021. Matt Turner Position, goalkeeper, born, New Jersey, United States, June 24, 1994. Previous clubs, Jersey Express, New England Revolution, Richmond Kickers, Lone. USA international goalkeeper Matt featured seven times during his debut season for the Gunners, following his arrival from his homeland last year, not long after the New England Revolution stopper was named MLS Goalkeeper of the Year for 2021. Matt represented the United States at the 2021 CONCACAF Gold Cup, where he was named Goalkeeper of the Tournament after keeping five clean sheets including the 1-0 final win over Mexico, and he played every game as the United States reached the round of 16 at the 2022 World Cup. Ben White, position defender, born Poole, October 8, 1997. Previous clubs, Brighton and Hove Albion, Newport County, Lone, Peterborough United, Lone, Leeds United, Lone. Gifted defender Ben underlined his versatility last season when, having spent his first campaign with the Gunners at centre-back, he moved seamlessly into the right-back role and featured in every single Premier League match, starring both in defence and further forward. He signed in the summer of 2021 from Brighton and Hove Albion, where he had just been named player of the season. He made his England debut shortly before joining us against Austria in June 2021 and was part of the squad that reached the final of Euro 2020. William Saliba, position defender, born Bondi, France, March 24, 2001. Previous clubs, St Etienne, Nice, Lone, Marseille, Lone. Cultured French defender William made his long-awaited Arsenal debut last season after initially signing for the club in July 2019, and it was well worth the wait. The stylish, pacey centre-back impressed from the start 
and was a key component in a defence that conceded just 11 goals in 14 Premier League games before the World Cup, where he was a member of the France squad that reached the final. He made his breakthrough at Saint-Étienne, where he remained on loan after signing for the Gunners and reached the French Cup final before spending half of 2020-21 at Nice and the following season at Marseille. Gabriel Magales Position Defender Born Sao Paulo, Brazil December 19, 1997 Previous Clubs Avai Lille B Lille Troy Lone Dinamo Zagreb Lone Tough tackling defender Gabriel continued to impress during his third season in North London, immediately forming an effective partnership with the newly installed William Saliba and once again displaying his combination of grit and composure to great effect. He made more starts than any other Arsenal player in 2022-23-44 and weighed in with three goals in the Premier League. A Brazil youth international, he was called up to the senior selection for the first time in November 2021. Alexandra Zinchenko Position, defender, born, Radomilchil, Ukraine, December 15, 1996. Previous clubs, UFA, Manchester City, PSV, loan. Ukraine international captain, Alexandra transferred his leadership skills to Arsenal to great effect last season, making 33 appearances in all competitions and establishing himself in a left-back role that also pushed him into midfield when the Gunners were in possession. His versatility was well known to Mikel Arteta, who had coached Zinni at his previous club Manchester City before his move to North London last summer. He was Ukraine's Footballer of the Year in 2019 and has represented his country at two European Championships. Durian Timber, position defender, born Utrecht, Netherlands, June 17, 2001. Previous club, Ajax. Skillful and progressive defender, Durian joined last month after establishing himself for both Ajax and the Dutch national team. Usually deployed in central defence for Ajax, the right-footed defender is also comfortable at right-back and even in midfield, and has a superb passing range when bringing the ball out of defence. He made his first team debut with Ajax at the age of 18 in 2020 and went on to win the league title in both 2020-21 and 2021-22. A senior international since June 2021, he was part of the Netherlands European Under-17 Championship winning side in 2018 alongside his twin brother Quinten. Jakub Kiwior Position Defender Born Tichy, Poland, February 15, 2000 Previous clubs Zelaziana, Podbrezewowa, Zilna, Spezia Polish defender Jakub joined Arsenal in January 2023 from Italian side Spezia, having played a leading role for his country at the World Cup the previous month. The youngster had turned heads in Serie A and has made a good first impression in North London too. He made his first Premier League start in the 3-1 win over Chelsea in May and kept his place for the remaining three games scoring his first Arsenal goal in the final 5-0 win over Wolves. He played every minute of Poland's World Cup campaign 
which brought a place in the last 16 for the first time in 36 years. Jorginho, physician midfielder, born in Bituba, Brazil, December 20, 1991. Previous clubs, Hellas Verona, Samborni Facesi, Lone, Napoli, Chelsea. Cultured midfielder Jorginho joined Arsenal from London rivals Chelsea in January 2023 and made an impact on only his second start when his stoppage time slot deflected in off Aston Villa goalkeeper Emiliano Martinez to help the Gunners to a famous 4-2 win. Born in Brazil, Jorginho started his career at Hellas Verona but made his name during four and a half years at Napoli before moving to England in 2018. At international level, the deep-lying playmaker won the 2021 Euros with his adopted country, Italy. Martin Odegaard, physician, midfielder, born, Drummond, Norway, December 17, 1998. Previous clubs, Strom Godset, Real Madrid, Herrenveen, Lone, Vitesse, Lone, Real Sociedad, Lone. Having been handed the captain's armband last summer, Martin led from the front in 2022-23 and was a key component of Arsenal's free-flowing attack, contributing a joint-high 15 Premier League goals and 7 assists on his way to our Player of the Season award. The gifted Norwegian midfielder initially joined the club on loan from Real Madrid in January 2021 before making a permanent move that summer. Earmarked for a big career from a very early age, Martin made his Norway debut at 14 and Madrid debut at 16. Emil Smith-Rowe Physician, midfielder Born Croydon, July 28, 2000 Previous clubs Red Bull Leipzig, Lone Huddersfield Town, Lone This season is a big one for talented midfielder Emil whose injuries limited him to just 14 appearances from the bench last term. It was a frustrating time for the creative midfielder, who scored 10 goals in 33 Premier League appearances in 2021-22, having established himself in the first team the previous season. He made his full England debut at home to Albania in late 2021, and netted his first goal days later in a 10-0 win over San Marino before helping England's under-21s to win the European Championships this summer. Declan Rice, position midfielder, born Kingston-upon-Thames, January 14, 1999. Previous clubs, West Ham United. England international midfielder Declan became Arsenal's record signing when he arrived from West Ham United just two weeks ago. The all-action midfielder had joined the Hammers from Chelsea's academy in 2014 and made his senior debut three years later at the age of 18 in August 2017. In all, he made 245 appearances for the East London club, scoring 15 goals, and his final act as skipper was to lift the Europa Conference League trophy last month. An England international since 2019, Declan featured in every Three Lions game during their run to the Euro 2020 final and the 2022 World Cup quarterfinals. Leandro Trossard, position midfielder, born Maasmechelen, Belgium, December 4, 1994. Previous clubs, Genk, Lommel United, Lone, 
Westerlo, loan. Lommel United, loan. O'Leuven, loan. Brighton and Hove Albion. Skillful winger Leandro added a new dimension to our front line when he joined from Brighton and Hove Albion in January 2023. He netted his first goal for the club in the 1-1 draw against Brentford on February 11th and a month later became the first player in Premier League history to assist three goals in the first half and of away game in the 3-0 win at Fulham. The Belgian international who featured in the 2022 World Cup finished the campaign with 10 assists in just 20 Premier League appearances for the Gunners. Rhys Nelson Position, forward, born, Elephant and Castle, December 10th, 1999 Previous clubs 1899 Hoffenheim, loan Feyenoord, loan Last season provided some memorable moments for Rhys. Firstly, he marked his first Premier League appearance of the season with two goals and an assist in the 5-0 win over Nottingham Forest in October. Then, after picking up a thigh injury in December, he returned again to score a memorable 97th-minute winner in the 3-2 comeback victory over Bournemouth in March, a strike that won him the Premier League Game Changer of the Season award. Now, having recently signed a new long-term deal, he will be looking forward to big things in 2023-24. stroke Kai Havertz Position, forward, born, Aachen, Germany, June 11, 1999. Previous clubs, Bayer Leverkusen, Chelsea. Versatile attacker Kai became our first signing of the summer when he joined from Chelsea in June. He spent three seasons with the Blues, scoring 32 times in 139 appearances and his goals included the winner in the 2021 Champions League final against Manchester City and a late penalty against Palmeiras to win the FIFA Club World Cup in 2022. A full Germany international since making his debut age 19 in 2018, Kai had played all his senior football for Bayer Leverkusen before coming to the Premier League. Gabriel Martinelli Position forward, born Guajlolos, Brazil, June 18, 2001 Previous club, Ituano one of Arsenal's most consistent performers last season, Livewire Brazilian Gabriel is delivering on the promise that marked him out as one of the brightest talents of his generation from a young age. Despite playing exclusively on the left flank in 2022-23, the pacey forward scored 15 Premier League goals, contributed five assists and developed a great understanding with compatriot Gabriel Jesus. He made his full debut for the Brazil national team in March 2022, less than a year after he had been part of the under-23 squad that won the Olympic gold medal at Tokyo 2020. Bukeo Saka, position forward, born Ealing, September 5, 2001. Previous clubs, none. It was another season of incredible progress for Bukeo, who reached double figures for both goals and assists in the Premier League. Mainly operating on the right wing, the creative, skillful youngster was ever-present for the second season in a row in the league. Bukeo joined the club as an eight-year-old, made his first team debut aged 17 in 2018 and won our Player of the Season award in both 2021 and 2022. On the international stage, he was one of the stars of Euro 2020, 
becoming the youngest player ever to appear for England in a major final, as well as the 2022 World Cup, where he scored three times. Gabriel Jesus Position forward, born Sao Paulo, Brazil, April 3rd, 1997 Previous clubs, Palmeiras, Manchester City A dynamic forward with a wealth of Premier League experience, Gabriel joined Arsenal in July 2022 to reunite with Mikel Arteta, who had been his coach at Manchester City. The striker, who can also play in a deeper role or out wide, finished his first Premier League campaign in North London with 11 goals and 6 assists. A teenage sensation at his first club, Palmeiras, he made his debut age 17 and has been a full Brazil international since 2016. He featured at the 2022 World Cup, suffering a knee injury that kept him out until March. Manager, Mikel Arteta, born San Sebastian, Spain, March 26, 1982. Previous clubs, Manchester City, assistant coach. Arsenal took a big step forward in 2022-23, mounting a substantial title challenge for the first time in nearly a decade and posting our best finish since 2015-16. Much of that progress must be credited to the man who prepared the team for every game, instilling the players with tactical awareness and huge belief. The Gunners might have missed out on the title to treble winning Manchester City, but the fact that Mikel won four Premier League Manager of the Month awards from August 2022 to March 2023 highlighted his team's consistency for the majority of the campaign. A thoroughly modern and technical coach with a great understanding of how a top-level club needs to operate to achieve success, the Spaniard is also fully aware of Arsenal's traditions and values. Mikel returned to North London in December 2019 after spending three and a half years as Pep Guardiola's assistant at Manchester City, having won the FA Cup here twice during a playing career that also took in Everton, Real Sociedad, Rangers and PSG. Alexander Zinchenko Alex talks about his comeback, our new signings, and this weekend's game for Ukraine. It's just over a year since Alexander Zinchenko joined us from Manchester City during our pre-season tour to America, and the Ukrainian fullback is already firmly part of the Arsenal family. He won back-to-back Arsenal Player of the Month awards in January and February, while his strike away to Aston Villa also won our Goal of the Month award. He played more than 30 times in his debut season, but pre-season so far has been disrupted by injury. Our number 35 is closing in on his return though, while also helping to organise Game for Ukraine, a fundraising friendly match to support the relief effort in his home country that will take place this Saturday at Stamford Bridge. We caught up with Alex at the end of our summer tour to the United States to hear more about those efforts, but we began by talking about his pre-season so far. First of all, how are you feeling? How's the injury progressing? It's getting better now. Obviously, I have a little bit of time to feel completely better in terms of my injury that I received before. The target at the moment is just to get as fit as possible as soon as I can, and then, of course, to stay fit throughout the season, which is most important. That's my target. How has pre-season been for you? 
you travelled with the team to the United States. What was that like? Well, it's always tough when you can't play, but it was nice to be all together and to prepare ourselves in the best way for the next season. We spent some good time together as a group, which will really help us for the season. It's my second pre-season as I joined up with the team in America last time, so obviously I've had a year with the lads now, and we already know each other much better. That makes everything easier. Does last pre-season when you signed feel like more than a year ago? To be fair, it does, because Arsenal became my family very quickly, and during last season we shared a lot of moments and experiences together, both good and bad. We had a lot of very interesting times, that's for sure. Now the new players have arrived, how are you helping them to settle in? All of us are trying to help them as much as we can, and I think they already feel so good. We have an amazing team here, both on the pitch and off. It's really not a problem for new players to arrive. Everything is here for anyone who comes in, and of course they're great players, so they help us on the pitch like we help them off the pitch. You know some of the new players well anyway from playing against them. Tell us first your thoughts on Declan Rice. He's an unbelievable player. He's an amazing signing for us. He has incredible qualities and looks like he is so hungry to achieve something big. It's so important to have these kinds of players with us. It's an amazing signing to help get big success for the club. We're glad that Declan wanted to join Arsenal. It's something important for the whole club, the players and the fans, and it gives us more desire to achieve something. We didn't achieve what we wanted last season, but we had a lot of good lessons and will be stronger. Again, if these kind of players want to join us, it's because they know we're on the right journey here. Another player you know from the Premier League is Kai Havertz. Yes, an amazing guy and an amazing player. I think he's going to help Arsenal a lot during this season. It looks like he didn't waste any time at all in his adaptation, in training and in the games, and he scored in his first match. Since day one that he's been with us, he has looked at home. We all know his qualities, and we're so happy to have him. And finally, Jurien Timber, who maybe you don't know as well. No, I do know about him because I watched him and followed the way he played at Ajax. Also, I played against him for the national team, so I know about him as a player, what amazing qualities he has, and now I know him off the pitch. He's a great guy, another incredible signing for Arsenal who will help us a lot. Is he a similar type of player to you on the other flank, and will come into midfield like you do? Maybe he is, but maybe better than me. I'm sure he is 100% going to show us what we can do and will really help us. Last year you made your home debut for us in the Emirates Cup. How much are you looking forward to this year's match? For sure I can't wait to see our supporters at the Emirates again. We've missed that over the summer and it will be so great to be back there. The connection we had there all season was so special. The energy we felt from the fans meant so much to us and we know that, at some point, we had a lot of disappointed people when we couldn't win the league. So this year, we're going to work even harder to try and make them proud and happy. We're playing against Monaco, so there's obviously a big link with Arsene Wenger. As an Arsenal supporter growing up, how much did you look up to him? He's a living legend. It's as simple as that. From both sides today, there's a massive love and respect for Arsene. I hope he'll have the opportunity to be with us in the stadium today, because it would be great for everyone to have the chance to see him back at Emirates Stadium this evening. Finally. Can you tell us about the game for Ukraine, which you've helped arrange and will be played this Saturday? This event means a lot for me, and also for our country. 
It's for the Ukrainian people. A lot of ex-football players, a lot of legends will be there. Not just footballers, but some famous actors. I want to thank them for their support, and it's going to be something special. The main target is to raise some funds to rebuild one of the schools in my region in Ukraine. It's also another powerful message to the rest of the world that we stick together. For us as Ukrainian people, it means the world because people might be watching this on TV. And back in Ukraine, they're going to think, wow, look how many people are staying behind us. Of course, since the invasion, this is already part of my life. Every single day I'm living with this all around my country and with the people staying over there. My family and I try to help as much as we can. And obviously with the event that's coming up on Saturday, I feel that my mission is to try and help. My kids will ask me when they're bigger, Daddy, what did you do when this war was happening? I just want to look in my daughter's eyes and just say, look, your mother and I try to do our best to help people, to help our country. Obviously I'm using football, which is the best sport in the world, to represent our country in the best way. I know some people have fatigue from this war, but all of us need to fight for our freedom and independence because I couldn't imagine this happening in the 2020s. Imagine the place where you were born and raised. And one day, another country comes to your place, destroying it all around you, killing kids and doing a lot of scary things to achieve what? That's the question. So I'm telling people who have some of that fatigue that tomorrow, it could be your country. That's why we have to stick together and fight until the end. How did you get involved in Game for Ukraine? A bit more than a month ago, I was in Ukraine for the first time since the invasion. And me and Andrei Shevchenko went to the school which we're going to rebuild, and we spoke to the kids. I'm not going to say to you what we were talking about, because it's scary. But I spoke with these kids, and with the guys who are on the front line, and taking risks every single day. Monaco Players as Monaco's preparation for the new look 18 team 2023 stroke 24 French Liga 1 season under new head coach Adi Hutter continues this evening with a quick return to England. The Principality Club staged a training camp in the Midlands last month, featuring encouraging victories over Real Betis 3 1 and Leeds United 2 0 in friendlies and they complete their countdown to the new campaign next Monday with a visit to serial Bundesliga champions Bayern Munich. Last season ended in disappointing fashion for the Rouge et Blanc when they lost five of their last seven league games to miss out on European qualification, ending up in sixth place with 65 points from their 38 matches. It means they will not be playing continental football for only the third time in the last ten seasons the other seven campaigns having all bought involvement in either the qualifying phase or the group stage of the Champions League. Semi-finalists of Europe's Premier Club competition in 2016-17 that was also the season in which Monaco last won the Liga 1 title with a celebrated dream team coached by Leonardo Jardim that contained star players such as Radamel Falco, Bernardo Silva Fabinho, Jao Montino and an emerging Kylian Mbappe. Runners-up the following season, they only just avoided relegation in 2018-19 but bounced back to take third place in both 2020-21 and 21-22.
In each of the last two seasons, the Monagases narrowly lost Champions League qualifying ties to Shakhtar Donetsk, then PSV Eindhoven, but managed to come through a tough Europa League group last term before going out on penalties in the knockout round playoffs to Bayer Leverkusen. A generally impressive Liga 1 campaign was undone, however, by that late stutter, which led to the departure, after 18 months in charge, of the club's Belgian head coach, Philippe Clement, and his replacement by Austrian boss, Hütter. Arguably Monaco's most famous former manager is Arsene Wenger, who was in charge from 1987 to 1994, leading the club to domestic league and cup wins and also to the final of the 1991-92 European Cup Winners' Cup. Monaco is also the club where another Arsenal legend, Thierry Henry, started his career, winning the French league title in 1996-97, and also had a brief stint as head coach in 2018-19. So it is not just the red and white shirts that connect the two clubs facing off for the Emirates Cup this evening. AS Monaco have won 18 major trophies in their 98-year history. Eight league titles, five French Cups, one League Cup and four French Super Cups. Radoslav Majeki Position, goalkeeper, born, Starczoveki, Poland, November 16, 1999. Previous clubs, Legia Warsaw, Stahl Milek, Lone, Legia Warsaw, Lone. Cercle Bruges, Lone. A Polish league title winner with Legia Warsaw in 2019-20 when he was the club's first choice goalkeeper, Majeki was actually signed by Monaco midway through that season but loaned back to the club from the Polish capital. As yet, he has made just one Liga 1 appearance for the French side, playing second fiddle to on-loan German keeper Alexander Nubel before spending last season on loan at Belgian pro league side Cercle Bruges. He has been capped once at senior level by Poland. Jan Lienard, position goalkeeper, born, Aubage, France, March 16, 2003. Previous clubs, none. A member of Monaco's youth academy since the summer of 2019, Leonard will be hoping to break through to the first team in 2023-24, having been kept on the fringes so far in his career. Despite limited opportunities at his club, the tall 20-year-old Côte d'Azur native has been capped by France at under-17, under-19 and under-20 level. Vanderson Position Defender Born Rondonopolis, Brazil, June 21, 2001 Previous club, Gremio. A 22-year-old Brazilian right-back, Vanderson joined Monaco in January 2022 after an impressive start to his career with Porto Alegre side Gremio, which included a couple of outings in the Copa Libertadores. He has established himself as a regular in the Rouge et Blanc defence, making 39 appearances in all competitions last season and scoring one goal, in a 4-3 home win against Strasbourg. He won his first cap for Brazil in June this year in a 4-1 friendly win against Guinea. Guillermo Maripan Position Defender Born Santiago, Chile, May 6, 1994 Previous clubs Universidad 
Catolica, Alvarez, an established Chilean international centre-back, Maripan has been a Monaco player since August 2019 when he joined on a five-year deal from Spanish side Alaves, where he had spent the previous two seasons in La Liga. He has made exactly 100 Liga 1 appearances for the Principality Club, scoring 10 goals, including three last season, and has represented Chile on 42 occasions, appearing for his country in the Copa America in 2019 and 2021. Axel Dizazi, position defender, born Gornese, France, March 11, 1998. Previous clubs, Paris FC, Reims. An ever-present in Monaco's 2022-23 Liga 1 and Europa League campaigns, Dizazi's fine season was further embellished by a late call-up to France's World Cup squad in Qatar, where he replaced the injured Presenel Kimbebe and made his international debut against Tunisia, the first Frenchman in 56 years to win his first cap at the World Cup Finals. Recruited by Monaco from Reims in 2020, the versatile defender is now the team's vice-captain. Cao Henrique, position defender, born Sao Paulo, Brazil, July 31, 1997. Previous clubs, Atletico Madrid, Parana, Lone. Fulminese, loan. Gremio, loan. Left back and occasional midfielder, Cao Enrique joined Monaco on a five-year deal in August 2020 from Atletico Madrid, although he never played a league game for the Spanish club, having instead spent a couple of years back on loan in his native Brazil, notably impressing at Fulminese. A regular first choice for the Monaguese last term, he started all eight Europa League matches and was the club's leading provider of assists in Liga 1 with nine. He has now made 100 league appearances for the club. Ismail Jakobs, position defender, born Cologne, Germany, August 17, 1999. Previous club, Cologne. Left-back Jakobs was born in Germany and helped the country of his birth to victory at the 2021 European Under-21 Championship in Hungary stroke Slovenia before switching his international allegiance to Senegal and representing the African country in the 2022 World Cup where he appeared in all four matches. The last of those was the round of 16 defeat by England in which his direct opponent was Bukeo Saka on target in England's 3-0 win. The 23-year-old has yet to score in 80 appearances for Monaco. Ruben Aguila, position defender, born Grenoble, France, April 26, 1993. Previous clubs, Saint-Étienne, Grenoble, Auxerre, Montpellier. A 30-year-old right-back, Aguilier, has spent the past four seasons with Monaco, accumulating 100 Liga 1 appearances and 123 in all competitions. Capped once by France as a substitute in a November 2020 friendly against Finland, he was not a regular first-teamer under Philippe Clermont last season, largely serving as deputy to Anderson or Axel Dissasi. Having started out in the lower leagues, he made his Liga 1 debut with Montpellier in 2017. Mohamed Kamara, position midfielder, born Bamako, Mali, 
January 6, 2000. Previous clubs, Liefering, Hartberg, Lohn, Salzburg. A Mali international midfielder with 15 caps and three goals, Kamara joined Monaco in August last year on a five-year deal from Salzburg, with whom he won three successive Austrian Bundesliga titles and also starred in the team's run to the 2021-22 Champions League round of 16, starting all eight matches. A dynamic 23-year-old midfielder, he chalked up 37 appearances in all competitions for Monaco last term, but failed to register a goal. Elliot Matazo, position midfielder, born Brussels, Belgium, February 15, 2002. Previous clubs, none. A former Belgian youth international, Matazo featured for Belgium at the recent European Under-21 Championships in Georgia stroke Romania that were won by England. He joined Monaco as a 16-year-old from Anderlecht and made his first team debut two years later in September 2020, before eventually becoming a regular member of the senior squad. Although he was mostly a substitute under compatriot Philippe Clermont last season, and missed a penalty in the Europa League shootout defeat by Leverkusen. Alexandra Golovin Position Midfielder Born Kaltan, Russia, May 30, 1996 Previous club CSKA Moscow A classy attacking midfielder, Golovin is about to embark on his sixth season with Monaco, having joined the club in the wake of a successful World Cup on home soil with Russia in 2018. The 27-year-old scored a career-best tally of eight goals last season, all in Liga 1, to take his all-time total for Monaco to 25, and also provided seven assists. He also started all eight of the club's Europa League matches and is widely acknowledged as the creative heartbeat of the team. Takumi Minamino Position midfielder, born Itsumisano, Japan, January 16, 1995. Previous clubs, Cerezo Osaka, Salzburg, Liverpool, Southampton, Lone. Attacking midfielder Minamino is well known to Premier League watchers from his time at Liverpool, where he spent two and a half seasons, part of which was on loan at Southampton. Brought to Anfield after a sparkling five-year sojourn at Salzburg, with whom he won the Austrian title in every season, he never quite made the grade on Merseyside and left for Monaco last summer. His debut season in Liga 1 was punctuated by a trip to Qatar, where he helped Japan reach the last 16. Yusuf Fofana Position, midfielder, born Paris, France, January 10th, 1999. Previous club, Strasbourg. Now firmly established as one of Monaco's prized assets, Fofana became a French international last year and went on to complete for Les Bleus at the World Cup in Qatar, appearing in six of their seven matches as they finished runners-up to Argentina. A defensive midfielder, the 24-year-old Parisian has improved season on season following his January 2020 move from Strasbourg against whom he both scored the winner and was sent off in the 4-3 Liga 1 success in April this year. Grapin Diata Position winger, born Dakar, Senegal, February 25, 1999 
previous club, Sarsfork, Club Rouge. Voted Young Player of the Tournament at the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations, Diata also represented Senegal at last year's World Cup, starting three matches. The last of them, the 3-0 round of 16 defeat to England, in which he was substituted at half-time. The speedy winger was twice a Belgian champion with Club Bruges and a scorer of 10 league goals for the side in 2020-21 before switching in mid-campaign to Monaco. He subsequently sustained an ACL injury before returning as a regular last season. Gelson Martins, position winger, born Priya, Cape Verde, May 11, 1995. Previous clubs, Sporting CP. Atletico Madrid. The score of Monaco's first goal in this pre-season under new coach Adi Hutter in a 1-1 draw with Belgian side Union Saint-Gilloise last month. Martins has been a Monaco player for the past four and a half years, having initially joined the club on loan from Atletico Madrid where he struggled to make headway after a controversial transfer from Sporting CP. A Portuguese international with 21 caps, the 28-year-old winger has not represented his country since the 2018 World Cup. Myron Boudou Position forward, born, Amsterdam, Netherlands, January 14, 2001 Previous club, AZ Alkmaar Once a prolific marksman for the Netherlands under-21 side, Boudou also scored on his one and only senior international appearance to date against Estonia in November 2019, and registered 32 goals in 64 Eredivisie appearances for AZ Alkmaar before joining Monaco two summers ago. Beset by injury problems, the 22-year-old has yet to show his best in France, managing just seven Liga 1 goals and starting only three games in all competitions last term. Wissam Bel Yedda Position, forward, born, Sarcelles, France, August 12, 1990. Previous clubs, Alfortville, Toulouse, Sevilla. The captain, talisman and principal goalscorer of this Monaco side, Ben Yedda has been the club's top Liga 1 marksman in each of the last four seasons, notching 82 goals in 132 matches since his arrival from Sevilla in August 2019. Yet to win a major trophy at club level, he was an unused member of France's triumphant 2021 UEFA Nations League squad and now has three goals in 19 appearances for Les Bleus, although he missed out on the 2022 World Cup squad. Priel Mbolo, position forward, born, Yoende, Cameroon, February 14, 1997. Previous clubs, Basel, Schalke, Borussia Mönchengladbach. A senior Switzerland international at 18, Mbolo has gone on to star for his country at four successive major tournaments, scoring twice at the 2022 World Cup, including the winner against Cameroon, the country of his birth. That tournament in Qatar came in the midst of the speedy strikers' first season with Monaco, following a six-year spell in Germany with Schalke and Mönchengladbach, that bought him 32 Bundesliga goals. He scored a career-best 12 in the league for Monaco in 2022-23. Head coach, Adi Hutter, born Hohenems, Austria, 
February 11th, 1970. Previous clubs, Rheindorf, Altach, Grodig, Salzburg, Young Boys, Bern, Eintracht Frankfurt, Borussia Mönchengladbach. After a year sabbatical, Hutter has returned to top-level European football as the new head coach of Monaco. The 53-year-old Austrian was appointed on July 4th to succeed Philippe Clemel, his last job having been at Borussia Mönchengladbach, where he spent just one season, 2020-21, leading the team to 10th place in the Bundesliga. That was a disappointing outcome given the success he had achieved with his previous clubs, winning the Austrian title with Salzburg in 2014-15 and the Swiss Super League with Young Boys in 2017-18, before steering Eintracht Frankfurt to the semi-finals of the 2018-19 Europa League, where they were beaten only on penalties by Chelsea, who went on to defeat Arsenal in the final. His Frankfurt side would meet the Gunners in the group stage of the same competition the following season, losing 0-3 at home on match day one, but winning 2-1 at Emirates Stadium in the match day five return. Celebrating Arsene Wenger. Last Friday, we unveiled the sixth sculpture at Emirates Stadium. The one and only Arsene Wenger. Positioned on the podium at the north bank end of the stadium, it's fitting that our legendary manager faces the wonderful Remember Who You Are artwork depicting Highbury, scene of so many achievements that mark him out as one of Arsenal's and the game's greatest ever managers. Indeed, the pose, struck so brilliantly by award-winning sculpture Jim Guy, is based on Arsene hoisting the Premier League trophy aloft on May 15, 2004, after the final match of the 2003-04 season, when we celebrated not just a Premier League title, but the unprecedented achievement of completing a season unbeaten, a campaign we will be celebrating throughout the 2023-24 as the Invincibles enjoy their 20th year anniversary. After joining the club in October 1996, Arsene was manager of our men's first team for an incredible 1,235 matches and led us through the most successful period in our history, transforming our identity with his vision for how the game was played and has been identified to have created the modern Arsenal. After his appointment as manager in October 1996, it didn't take long for success to follow. In 1997-98, his first full season in charge, Arsene became the first ever non-British manager to win the league title. He followed that by leading us to the FA Cup in the same season. We won three league championships under the Frenchman, following the 1998 success with further triumphs in 2001-02 and that historic 2003-04 campaign. The unbeaten season also formed part of a 49-game unbeaten run, a Premier League record that still stands to this day. Arsene is also the FA Cup's most successful manager, having won the competition seven times in 1998, 2002, 2003, 2005, 2014, 2015 and 2017. But his impact with us goes far beyond the pitch. 
He was instrumental in the design and building of our London Colney Training Centre, which opened its doors in October 1999, and also played a key role in many of the design elements here at Emirates Stadium. Arson is our guest of honour for the match today, and he will also be taking time to visit his statue in the coming days. He joins five other statues currently on the stadium podium: Tony Adams, Dennis Bergkamp, Herbert Chapman. Ken Fryer and Thierry Henry have all been unveiled in recent years to mark their contributions as key figures in our club's history. Sculptor Jim Guy worked on the bronze statue together with product manager director Ian Landor at MDM and a foundry team of Simon Allen and Adam Padden from Sculpture Castings, not forgetting art direction from 2020 Limited. It weighs approximately 500 kilograms and stands close to 3.5 meters. And was a labour of love for Guy. It was such a pleasure to be asked to capture the likeness of such a sporting legend. He said, "It took me about a year in total, which included work through lockdown, and the challenge was to capture the subject not only as a likeness and easily recognisable to the supporters, but also the spirit of the moment." Read Mikel Arteta's thoughts on mentor Arsene Wenger and the latest honour bestowed on the Frenchman. In his program notes on pages eight to eleven, all about Arsen. Arsen Wenger joined Arsenal from Japanese side Nagoya Grampus Eight in October 1996. Arsen had been manager of Nagoya Grampus Eight from 1994 to 1996, and was previously manager of AS Monaco 1987 to 1994 and Nancy 1984 to 1987. Arsenal's previous honours as manager were with Nagoya Grampus Eight, Emperor's Cup 1995, and Japanese Super Cup 1996, with AS Monaco Division One title 1998 and Coupe de France 1999. As player, Arsenal represented French sides Mutzig, Mulhouse, and Strasbourg, where he started his coaching career. Arsenal Wenger took charge of 1,235 Arsenal matches. And he won 716 of those. His win ratio was 57.98%. We scored 2,298 goals under Arson, an average of 1.86 per game. Our goal difference under Arson was plus 1,071. Arson managed 828 Premier League matches, currently the most of any manager in the competition's history. Arson is currently the most successful manager in FA Cup history. He won the competition on seven occasions. Thirteen of the twenty-two seasons, fifty-nine percent, in which Arsene have scored one hundred goals or more, came under Arsene. We averaged one point nine six points per Premier League match in the Arsene era. The two hundredth and final player to make their debut under Arsene was Konstantinos Mavropanos against Manchester United in April twenty eighteen. Ian Wright scored the first of our 2,298 goals under Arsene. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang netted the final one. In fact, Wrighty netted in nine of the first Premier League matches of the Arsene era in which we scored. Arsene's first match was Blackburn Rovers away in the league, October the 12th, 1996, one two nil. Ian Wright, three minutes and 52. His last match was Huddersfield Town away in the league. May thirteenth, twenty eighteen, one one nil. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, thirty eight minutes. Always a trailblazer, Arsen became the first overseas manager to win the English league when leading us to the title in nineteen ninety seven ninety eight. 
we conceded just 17 league goals in 1998-99, the best defensive record in our history. During Arsenal's tenure, players from 53 nations represented our first team. Of those, England led the way with 80, followed by France with 30, and Germany 11. No fewer than 117 players scored for us during Arsenal's tenure. Thierry Henry netted 228, with Robin Van Persie 132, and Theo Walcott 108, completing the top three. In 2001-02, we became the first team to score in every league match throughout the entire season. We played against 125 different opponents in the Arsenal era. The team we beat most was Everton, 32. Our 7-5 win against Reading in October 2012 was the highest scoring match of the Arsen era. We finished in the top four in 20 consecutive seasons under Arsen. We have never previously recorded 20 consecutive top half finishes. Arsen handed first team debuts to 83 players who had come through the Arsenal Academy. In January 2014, Arsen brought Gedeon Zelalem off the bench in a fourth round FA Cup win over Coventry. In doing so, the midfielder became the first player born after Arson took charge to make a first-team appearance. Eddie Nketiah became the first player born after Arson became our manager to score for the first team when he netted the first of two goals in a 2-1 League Cup win over Norwich City in October 2017. We went 588 days unbeaten away from home in the Premier League between March 2003 and October 2004 losing none of the 27 matches we played on the road in the competition during that time. Under Arsene, we went 32 home league matches unbeaten, a run lasting between 2003 and February 2005. In fact, we only lost three out of 72 home game matches between 2003 and April 2007. Arsene's reign lasted 21 years and 7 months, nearly 9 years longer than the next longest serving for the club, who was George Ellison. Arsenal Women Gunners add star trio to the ranks. Arsenal women have bolstered the squad ahead of the 2023-24 season by signing three top-quality players, including England forward Alessia Russo. The 24-year-old Lioness has joined us following the expiry of her contract with Manchester United, where she scored 26 goals in 59 appearances in all competitions in her three years with the club. Having spent time at Charlton Athletics Academy, the skillful Pacey forward started her career with Chelsea before spending two years alongside Lot Vuben Moy in the United States with the North Carolina Tar Heels, where she also earned a degree in sports and exercise science. Alessia made her England debut in 2020 and was a member of the squad that won the 2021 European Championships. She scored four goals at the Euros, with her sensational back heel against Sweden being named goal of the tournament. Joining Alessia in the forward ranks is Canadian striker Chloe Lacasse, who signed from Portuguese champions Benfica in June. A deadly finisher and playmaker, she was named La Liga's Player of the Season after contributing 22 goals and 13 assists to Benfica's title success. 
She scored 100 goals in 129 appearances, with 35 of them in all competitions last term, and lifted eight trophies, including three league titles. She was also the club's leading scorer in each of her four seasons there, and has valuable Champions League experience. A full international since 2021, Chloe joined Benfica from Icelandic side IBV after leaving her homeland in 2015. Our first signing of the summer, meanwhile, was experienced defender Amanda Ilisted. The Swedish centre-back arrives fresh from two seasons with PSG, where she won the Coupe de France in 2022 and twice ran Lyon close in the league. Before that, she spent four years in Germany, two with former European champions Turbine Potsdam and two with Bayern Munich, having previously won seven trophies in nine years with FC Rosengard. An under-19 European champion with Sweden in 2012, she also helped the senior side to third place at the 2019 World Cup. Meanwhile, four players have left the club since the end of the season. Raphael Souza, Anna Patton, Marni Iwabuchi and Fran Stenson have all departed. We thank them for their dedication and wish them all well for the future. Arsenal Down Under No less than 15 Arsenal players are currently in action at the 2023 Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. And you can keep track of how they're getting on via regular updates at arsenal.com and across our social media channels. Leading the charge for the Lionesses, in the absence of Leah Williamson and Beth Mead, are new signing Alessio Rosso and defender Lot Vubenmoy, while Caitlin Ford and Steph Catley are in action for co-hosts Australia. Switzerland also have two gunners in their ranks, Captain Leah Volti, who was fit enough to be called up after suffering an injury in the latter stages of our Women's Super League campaign last season, and right-back Noel Maritz. And talking of captains, our 2022-23 Player of the Season, Katie McCabe, is leading the Republic of Ireland at their first-ever World Cup while the player she pipped to that honour, Frieda Manum, should be at the heart of Norway's midfield. Elsewhere, the Netherlands are missing injured striker Viviane Miedema, but did call up our very own Victoria Pelova, the midfielder who was one of the Women's Super League's breakout stars after her arrival from Ajax in January. Catherine Kuhl, who joined the club at the same time, is in the Denmark squad. And new signing Chloe Lacasse should be in action for Canada, with keeper Sabrina D'Angelo also in the squad. The biggest Arsenal contingent, however, is in action for Sweden, with striker Stina Blackstenius, winger Lena Hurtig and our new defender Amanda Ilested in their ranks. Good luck to all. Jen staying on. We're delighted that experienced defender Jennifer Beattie has signed a new deal with the club. Jen, 32, first joined us in 2009, winning four league titles, two FA Cups and two League Cups before departing in 2013. The Scot then returned to Arsenal in 2019 after stints with Montpellier, Man City and Melbourne City and last season passed the 150 appearance mark along with lifting the Continental Cup. Academy Starlets take the next step. 
Still, the talent keeps on coming as young Arsenal trio Michel Agiamang, Freya Godfrey and Naomi Williams have all committed their future to the club. Freya and Naomi have both signed first professional contracts, while Michelle has committed to signing a professional deal when she turns 18 in February. The striker, 17, has been with us since she was six and scored her first goal in our FA Cup win over Leeds United in January. Midfielder Freya, 18, made her debut last season and goalkeeper Naomi, also 18, has been on the first team bench several times. We now look forward to watching their progress. Club fixtures, 23 stroke 24. All men's games kick off at 3pm unless stated. UCL, UEFA Champions League, FAC, FA Cup, CC, Carabao Cup. August, Sunday 6th, men, Manchester City, FAC Shield, 4pm. Saturday 12th, men, Nottingham Forest, 12.30pm, TNT, home. Monday 21st, men, Crystal Palace, 8pm, Sky, away. Saturday 26th, men, Fulham, home. Thursday 31st, men, UCL, group stage draw. September, Sunday 3rd, men, Manchester United, 4.30pm, Sky, home. Saturday 16th, men, Everton, 5.30pm, Sky, away. T stroke W, 19th stroke 20th, men, UCL, 1. Sunday 24th, men, Tottenham Hotspur, 2pm, Sky, home. Wednesday 27th, CC, 3. Saturday 30th, men, Bournemouth. October, Sunday 1st, women, Liverpool, home. T stroke W, 3 stroke 4. UCL 2. Saturday 7th, men, Manchester City, home. Sunday 8th, women, Manchester United, away. Sunday 15th, women, Aston Villa, home. Saturday 21st, men, Chelsea, away. Saturday 22nd, women, Bristol City, away. TW 24 stroke 25, UCL 3. Saturday 28th, men, Sheffield United, home. November, TW, 31 stroke 1, CC 4. Saturday 4th, men, Newcastle United, away. Sunday 5th, women, Manchester City, home. T stroke W, 7 stroke 8, UCL 4. Saturday 11th, men, Burnley, home. Sunday 12th, women, Leicester City, away. Sunday 19th, women, Brighton and Hove Albion, away. Saturday 25th, men, Brentford, away. Saturday 26th, women, West Ham United, home. T-stroke W, 28-stroke 29, UCL 5. December, Saturday 2nd, men, Wolves, home. Tuesday 5th, Men, Luton Town, away. Saturday 9th, men, Aston Villa, away. 
Sunday 10th, Women, Chelsea, Home. T-stroke-W, 12-stroke-13. UCL-6. Saturday 18th, Men, Brighton and Hove Albion, Home. Sunday 17th, Women, Tottenham Hotspur, Away. T-stroke-W, 19-stroke-20. CCQF. Saturday 23rd, Men, Liverpool, Away. Tuesday 26th, Men, West Ham United, Home. Saturday 30th, Men, Fulham, Away. January, Saturday 6th, FAC3. T-stroke-W, 9-stroke-10. CCSF1. Saturday 13th, Men, Crystal Palace, Home. Saturday 21st, Women, Everton, Home. TW 23 stroke 24, CCSF 2. Saturday 27th, FAC 4. Sunday 28th, Women, Liverpool, Away. T stroke W 30 stroke 31, Men, Nottingham Forest, Away. February. Saturday 3rd, Men, Liverpool, Home. Sunday 4th, Women, West Ham United, Away. T-stroke W, 6-stroke 7, FAC4R. Saturday 10, Men, West Ham United, away. T-stroke W, 13-stroke 14, UCL 16-1. Saturday 17th, Men, Burnley, away. Sunday 15th, Women, Manchester United, home. TW 20 stroke 21 UCL 16 1 Saturday 24th Men Newcastle United Home Sunday 25th CC Final T stroke W 27 stroke 28 FAC 5 March Saturday 2nd Men Sheffield United Away Sunday 3rd Women Tottenham Hotspur Home T stroke W, 5 stroke 6, UCL 16 2. Saturday 9th, Men, Brentford, Home. T stroke W, 12 stroke 13, UCL 16 2. Saturday 16th, Men, Chelsea, Home, plus FAC 6. Sunday 17th, Women, Chelsea, Away. Sunday 24th, Women, Aston Villa, Away. Sunday 31st, Women, Bristol City, Home. Saturday 30th, Men, Manchester City, Away. April, Tuesday 2nd, Men, Luton Town, Home. Saturday 6th, Men, Brighton and Hove Albion, Away. T-stroke W, 9-stroke 10, UCL QF1. Saturday 13th, Men, Aston Villa, Home. T-stroke W, 16-stroke 17, UCL, QF2. Saturday 20th, Men, Wolves Away, plus FACSF. Sunday 21st, Women, Leicester City, Home. Saturday 27th, Men, Tottenham Hotspur, Away. Sunday 28th, Women, Everton, Away. May, TW, 30-stroke 1. UCL SF1 Saturday 4th Men Bournemouth Home Sunday 5th Women Manchester City Away 
T-W-7-8-UCL-SF2 Saturday 11th, Men, Manchester United, Away Saturday 18th, Women, Brighton and Hove Albion, Home Sunday 19th, Men, Everton, 4pm, Home Wednesday 22nd, UEFA Europa League Final, Dublin Saturday 25th, FA Cup Final Wednesday 29th, UEFA Conference League Final, Athens June 1st, Saturday 1st, UEFA Champions League Final, Wembley Emirates Cup Arsenal vs AS Monaco 2nd of August 2023 6pm Teams Arsenal Manager Mikel Arteta Kit Red shirts with white sleeves White shorts and red socks 1. Aaron Ramsdale 2. William Saliba 3. Kieran Tierney 4. Ben White 5. Thomas Partey 6. Gabriel Magalhães 7. Bukayo Saka 8. Martin Odegaard 9. Gabriel Jesus 10. Emile Smith-Rowe 11. Gabriel Martinelli 12. Jurien Timber 13. Alex Runnison 14. Eddie Nekataya 15. Jakob Kiwior 16. Rob Holding 17. Cedric Soares 18. Takahiro Tomiyasu 19. Leandro Trossard 20. Jorginho 21. Fabio Vieira 24. Rhys Nelson 25. Mohamed Elneny 26. Folorin Balogun 27. Marquinhos 29. Kai Havertz 30. Matt Turner 31. Carl Hein 32. Austin Trusty 35. Alexandra Zinchenko 41. Declan Rice 45. Amario Cozier Dubry 59. Miles Lewis Skelly 63. Ethan Nguyenary 76. Raul Walters AS Monaco Head Coach Adi Hutter Kit Black shirts, shorts and socks with gold trim 1. Radislaw Majeki 2. Vanderson 3. Guillermo Maripan 4. Mohamed Kamara 6. Axel Disassi 9. Myron Boadu 10. Wissam Ben Yedda 12. Chao Enrique 14. Ishmael Jacobs 15. Elliot Matazo 16. Philip Conn 17. Alexandra Golovin 18. Takumi Minamino 19. Yusuf Fafana 21. Magnes Akliush 26. Ruben Aguilar 27. Crepin Diata 29. Félix Le Marachal 31. Kevin Voland 34. Chris Lane Matsima 36. Briel Mbolo 41. Sungutu Magasa 42. Idan Diop 44. 
Elias Ben Seguir, 50. Jan Leonard, 52. Anthony Masaba, 77. Gelson Martins, 99. Ilan Oku. This evening's officials Referee Anthony Taylor, Assistant Referees Mark Perry, Akil Halson, Fourth Official Ollie Mackey. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 